This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partners, Java Chapman and Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great today. We're on the road live from the 27th annual Cruising the Coast at Cruising Central in Gulfport. We'll explore the itinerary during the event's final days. Then we'll check out what's happening around your neck of the woods with a stop at the 12th annual Oxford Blues Festival October the 12th through the 14th. And we'll literally set sail from Gulfport aboard Ship Island Excursion's Dolphin Watching Cruise before a final sit-down with Cruising Craig to wrap things up. Stay tuned, buckle up, and hold on tight for your next stop, Mississippi. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners, Java, the Chatman, and Kamel King. We are out here on the coast. We are broadcasting live from the 27th annual Cruise in the Coast festivities. We are here live at Cruising Central, yes. Centennial Plaza. That's at 200 East Beach Boulevard. And we are having a time, Kamel. How have you liked cruising so far? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Visit Mississippi has sponsored many, many years, but it's always been the executive directors who got to come. But this year I get to come. They said little old you. Little old me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, I'm a car guy. I mean, the economic impact that I is obvious and visual right. by the people from all. I mean, you see tags from all over the country. Right, right. So it's right. awesome. Right, right. Java's been with us. He's been chilling. Java, how have you liked the the cruising the coast so far? Our first year, basically. Yeah, cruising the coast is one of the premier events of Mississippi, and I just learned that coming down here for the very first time. <laughs> and it is something to behold. If you can make it to the coast, the next time cruising the coast is it. happening, you have to make it. Whether you're a car person or you just like a good time. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. there's so many different events, and I mean. I don't know if you can leave, not, you can come not being a car person, but you're going to be a car person when you leave. Oh, yeah. Right. Most definitely. Right. There's so many unique things yes. I've seen. Yes. Tell them about the wooden car we saw. Yes. Java. Last night we saw a wooden Hummer. Hummer. A wooden <laughs> Hummer. And when I say these two words together, I know it sounds strange, but yes, we saw a wooden Hummer, a Hummer made out of wood. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, it was stained, literally stained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it had wood stain on it, but there's so much going on. I wanted to run through a little bit of what is left on the itinerary. So today on Friday, it's a full lineup. They had registration that began at 9 a.m. this morning. Um, There are sites that are out there that have bands playing today. That's Bay St. Louis, Past Christiane, Gulfport Cruise Central. That's where we're at right now. Edgewater Mall, D'Iberville, Ocean Springs and Pascagoula. Um, and then. The Oscar Mayer Frank Mobile is actually here. The Frank Footer. The Frank Footer is here. <laughs> um, all the way until 5 p.m. They're giving out Frank Footer whistles. Um, so I'm trying to get one. Go, go, go get you one. <laughs> I'm trying to get one of those Frank Footer whistles. Um, and then they are doing again stuff all day long. Right now they're hosting the country cruise and breakfast at the Long Beach Yacht Club. Um that that's probably now just ending. Um the Vicari Auto Auction 
Those doors opened up at 8.30 p.m. So if you're into an auction, that is going to be the place to be. Um, the car corral continues east of Treasure Bay all the way until 5 p.m. Um, Dennis Gage appearance in Bay St. Louis. Courtney Hansen appearance in Ocean Springs. Um, tonight, Pass in the Night will be happening in Pass Christiane, 6.30 until 9.30 p.m. There's an Ocean Springs sock hop and street party. Uh, listen, Ooh, when that we sounds were, like fun. When we were coming down, skirts. there's parties literally all the way up and down the boulevard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you literally don't have to do anything but set up a tent, bring out some lawn chairs and a cooler, and you can watch anything you can think of riding up and down the uh, Beach Boulevard all day long. Right. And all the vibe is fantastic. The vibe has been fantastic. I mean, people have literally been out there. Everybody is so nice. Yes. Everybody's waving, saying hi. It's a whole thing going on. Yes, it there, is. So. And I know we're going to bring Craig back uh, toward the end of the show, but I really like what you said yesterday on autocorrect. Um, that this car festival, I would say, is different than other ones because of most of them, they are just in a fairgrounds and yeah. the cars are parked. Yeah. But right here along Beach Boulevard, at any time of the day, you're going to see some very fine automobiles. Very fine. And people are pulling up chairs. I mean, we were leaving dinner last night, 8 o'clock. They're still setting up chairs I know, to watch intense. the cars yeah. move back and forth. And then, you know, early this morning, while we were setting up for today's broadcast, we saw people outside eating breakfast, yes. watching the cars. It like It's so an all-day awesome. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. With, with the Gulf of Mexico as your backdrop. Right. With the Gulf of Mexico as yeah. your backdrop. <laughs> and listen, let me tell you about, okay, so there's a lot of people down here. It's a great time. But Cruising Craig is about to hit his 10,000 registration Woo! mark. So we're going to give that him is a big, big, big number. Giving Cruising Craig a big um, round of applause. Congratulations, Craig. Yes, congratulations. That's millions and millions of dollars he's, coming up. He's getting, he's getting close. He's getting, getting close. close. Yeah. But once that happens, we will um all be able to uh, congratulate him again. But yeah, we're it's it's such a great time. So many people out. Yes. It's such a great tourism draw for the state of Mississippi. I couldn't think of a better event. I mean, there's some great events for the state. Yeah, but look at all these families. I mean, you see dogs out. Little kids, grown kids. There's a dog grown grower right there. There you go. A dog, a dog and a dog stroller right there. Right. <laughs> I saw two dogs in a stroller and now I have to have a dog stroller. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. I'm going to put my baby in one. But yeah, so Saturday's um events start again, starting at 9 a.m. right here at Cruising Central. Koto spins the oldies right here, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. tomorrow. Um, registration, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Sites with the bands include all of those sites that I said before. Again, they'll have the Country Cruising Breakfast until 10 a.m. Um, the Vicari Auto Auction again opens up on Saturday. The Car Corral continues as well. Um, and then Super Saturday Concert will be happening. The Blues Brothers Soul Band will be playing and the simply the best Tina Turner tribute show. Oh, Come man. on now. Come on now. Performing live at the Hollywood Casino Resort in Bay St. Louis. Um that's actually going to be a free event. So, I mean, there's some stuff you can do down here for free. There's some stuff that you have to pay for, but either way you go, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And what's all, in the crowd. Awesome. Coast. All of the businesses buy right into it, right? I mean, all of the businesses are open, the casinos, I mean, the entire uh, this whole strip of the of the coast totally sinks in with this the the entire program. Right. I know who's happy. 
Who? The hotels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are yeah. booked and booked and, and booked. busy. <laughs> if the rest, if, if, if a second place would be the restaurants. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, yes. Because they are booked and busy for sure. So Sunday, all of this culminates with uh, more events. All the events are going to be at Cruisin Central on Sunday. So again, Cruisin Central is at 200 East Beach Boulevard in Gulfport, Mississippi. But Sunday, registration opens 8 a.m. until noon. Um, there will be um, some stamping cars that need to be turned in by 9 a.m. The Cruising the Coast finale ceremonies will be happening 9 a.m. until 10.30 a.m. There will be a Gene Oswalt Volunteer of the Year Award because they have so many volunteers out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are announcements of the winners of the cash drawings. There were 40 drawings of $500 each, totaling $20,000 in cash drawings that they gave away, that they'll be giving away on Sunday. The Make-A-Wish raffle car giveaway, which my brother told me if I did not get him his raffle tickets, he would be upset. So I went and... (laughs) Shout out to your brother. No, I went and purchased those before we got started on the show. Um, They will be doing that, um, finishing up that on Sunday. Oh, they made it. Yeah! If you hear that, that, it's hit 10,000. We were two minutes fast. Boom. They were like, shut up for your jinxes. I know. And Craig was like, no, no. Come on, Craig. You were there? Okay, okay. He's good. He's good. He he's he's excited about that. So congratulations to Craig on the ten thousand registrations, and ex- I want to congratulate all the volunteers for helping with all yes, of that registration indeed. as well. That was pretty awesome. It's it's a good time out here. There will be some casino entertainment happening on that last day as well. And all events and times are subject to change. Check the website for updates. That's going to be at cruising c r u i s i n the coast. Dot com. So if you want more information about that, you can go there. But listen, we have got a great show lined up for you all today. In addition to cruising, we'll be checking out the 12th annual Oxford Blues Festival happening October the 12th through the 14th with PR um, representative Daryl Parker. We'll also um, be setting sail aboard the Ship Island Excursions Dolphin Cruise. We did that yesterday. So yes, so we're, much. Fun. We're going to let you listen to a little bit of that. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my road dogs, Java Chapman and Kamel King. And we're going to get into what's happening around your neck of the woods don't forget now, I will be back down here next Saturday. Um, and Friday and Saturday it will be happening, but we will be back here for the Mississippi Antique Showcase. That's going to be Friday, October the 13th, 3 p.m. until 8 p.m. And then Saturday, October the 14th, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Hospitality Center. That's going to be at 420 Devise Road in Biloxi, Mississippi. There will be professional appraisers to return to evaluate artwork, glass, memorabilia, printed materials, and other family keepsakes. And you'll receive a ticket with your donation, food, drink, and one item appraisal. So y'all need to meet me down here next week, Friday and Saturday. Again, the Mississippi Antique Showcase MPB is back down on the coast um, for that Friday, October 13th, starting at 3 p.m. And Saturday, October 14th, starting at 10 a.m. If you want to purchase tickets, mpbfoundation.org forward slash Mississippi Showcase, or you can call one 844-874-6874. Okay, now, in with us right now, we've got Daryl Parker. He is the public relations manager for the 12th annual Oxford Blues Festival happening October the 12th through the 14th at the Lafayette County Civic Center. 
in Oxford, uh, Civic Arena Center in Oxford, Mississippi. Daryl, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to know all about the 12th annual um, Oxford Blues Festival. Let me know what's going on there. Okay. Well, look, if you're looking for some new and emerging artists and you're just not sure where to go, that's what we're all about, the Oxford Blues Festival. We showcase some of the old timers, but we also were about finding the new and emerging artists around our state and the region. Because a big part of the festival is to kind of promote blues, this American you know, music art form. And so not only do we promote it by having festivals, we promote it by also showcasing new talent. Okay. So the festival kicks off on Thursday, October 12th. We have free blues panel discussions at the Ole Miss Blues Archive. Okay. Uh, we have a blues panel on uh, um, on uh, uh, blues uh, and blues in the pursuit for uh, justice. We're going to have uh, Al White and Brenda and Brenda, excuse me, Al White and Brenda Luckett on those panels. Okay. Oh, Brenda, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, she's going to kind of talk about the, inter- those two are going to talk about the intersection between blues and civil rights. Uh, we also have Little Willie Farmer. He's a hill country. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a, uh, a Duck Hill country bluesman. Okay. He's going to be on a panel. He's going to be chopping it up, telling us some stories. Uh-huh. And there's going to be Q&A se- sessions to, um, to interact with the panelists. And then afterwards, we have some of the blues uh, musicians are going to later that day play on Thacker Mountain Radio. Okay. So all day Thursday is free. And that's kind of to get you into the, the whole atmosphere of okay. the festival. Okay. Daryl, I love to see something being represented for the blues in North Mississippi because people don't understand the blues is one big thing, but it also has different sounds depending on what part of Mississippi you're in. So talk about that area of Mississippi and that part of the blues and kind of its rich history in blues. Okay. Well, so Oxford is in an area called Hill Country. And so Hill Country bluesmen like uh, Junior Kimbrough, uh, uh, R.L. Burnside, or some influential musicians that came out of that area. Yes. And so as opposed to the Delta, which is a little more flat, the music styles are very similar, country blues. But one of the things about Hill Country blues is there's a lot of, uh, I'm still learning. I don't want to sit here and make you sound like I know it all. I just love music. But one of the things about Hill Country blues is there is that hypnotic kind of repetitive Mm -hmm. Um, kind of effect that kind of gets you yeah. into a groove and yeah. singing with the, with the tone of the music. Yes, and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know what? There's just so much good music around, and it's a little pocket, and that's been overlooked. Yeah. But you know, whether it's uh, you know, at the Oxford Blues Festival, we try to feature a little bit of everything because music to me, music is like food. You know, you borrow a little bit from Ireland, you get a bit from Italy, Japan, from Nigeria. And you fuse it on, you come up with something great. Yes. So, same thing with music. We're going to have some blues rock, a little blues folk, some soul music, right. um, a little uh, southern soul. So there's a little bit of something for everybody at the Blues Fest. That's awesome. Now, Daryl, if people wanted more information about the Blues Fest, where they could go and where they need to be, what do they need to do? Go to um, OxfordBluesFest.com. Okay. That's www.OxfordBluesFest.com. We also have Facebook. And Instagram. Okay. But uh, tickets are on sale now. And um, 
you know, we're uh, we're all about supporting good music and and fans that just want to come together and have a good time. And we're all about having a good That's time right. all the time. That was again Daryl Parker. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us with the 12th annual Oxford Blues Festival happening October the 12th through the 14th at the Lafayette County Civic Arena Center in Oxford, Mississippi. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood with Java Chapman and Kamel King with Visit Mississippi. Guys, I want to go ahead and transition into our Ship Island excursion. We had a time when we came down for cruising the coast. We didn't know that we were going to go take a cruise, but we were like, you know what? We're going to go take a cruise. We did. And we took a cruise on Ship Island excursions, dolphin watching cruise, and Java and I got sick. Yeah, I was going to I was going to fully I was going to fully admit Java before anything uh, got misconstrued. Yes, I Mr. got a little. Machismo. I got a little rocky in the in. Well, I guess what would you call it? The bowels of the ship, uh-huh. the inside of the ship, and it right. was the water was a little choppy for my taste. But you know, I got some great advice that you'll hear in the segment if you ever get seasick on a boat. It's just a few things you can do, and it'll help you out. Right, we Good had a great time. Java. Hey, Disappointed. Kamel was the only one who didn't get sick. I'm looking at y'all like it's the iron stomach. Yeah. I'm- Tighten your belts, guys. Put your heads in the game. Right. Aside from that, we did have a great time. There were a ton of dolphins that we got to see. I swam swam with a couple. Yeah, in that water. (laughs) And we saw... uh, the 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 bird from Little Mermaid. Yeah, we saw followed us for gully. a while. Yeah, we followed us. Yeah, that was the homie. <laughs> but we want to take you on that ride with us. So right now we're going to play that segment, and when we come back, we'll see you on the other side of cruising the coast here in Gulfport, Mississippi. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, in with my traveling partners Kamel King with Visit Mississippi and Java the Chatman. And right Java. now, <laughs> we are on Ship Island Excursions Dolphin Watching Cruise, and we are having such a great, great time. Dr. Morocco is on the boat. She knows everything there is to know about dolphins and doc i want to welcome you to next stop mississippi yes thank you so much it's it's a pleasure and an honor to be here uh thank you so much for coming on the show now we are down here um in the whole area of the coast for cruising the coast so we thought what a great time to come here and come to the ship island excursion dolphin cruise tour and learn all about dolphins and learn all about ship island excursions and doc I am just so glad to learn more about dolphins from you because you know so much. <laughs> well, and I, yeah. you you were actually given the tour before we walked in here, and my first question on my mind was, would the boat hurt the dolphins? But you actually said that they're kind of used to it. That is right. Yes, uh, Ship Island Excursions. Oh my gosh, these guys, uh, this group, this company, Mississippi should be so proud to have these this here. And everyone in the state, I tell everybody, and I'm, I have family up in North Mississippi. I'm like, you got to go to the coast and take a tour because it is such a cool way to see dolphins. Yeah. And yes, the dolphins are residents here. They they teach their babies. They've been here for generations. They know this boat. And so it's a really, it's a sustainable and an awesome way to see dolphins. Right. Now, doctor, yeah, right, right. I'd love to know, how did you know you had the calling <laughs> to become a marine biologist and to go as far as becoming a doctor expert and now a professor, right? That's right. Yeah, no, it's a great question and it's a funny story. I grew up in a tiny town called Potts Camp, Mississippi, way up north on a cow farm. And I was told, you like animals, be a veterinarian. I was like, 
okay, that's mm. what you do when you want to love animals. And so I went to Mississippi State. I was a dairy science major, and it was in dairy science, so I learned about some really neat like physiology of animals and reproduction of all things. And, and as odd as it is, that really just clicked with me. Mm. But I had an opportunity to do an internship with dolphins. And so I marched right back to Mississippi State, and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a dairy science major anymore. I want to be a biology major. Yeah. So I graduated with a biology degree and became a trainer. I was a dolphin trainer. Wow. So I just, I left Mississippi, and I was gone for almost 25 years uh, between being a trainer to going back to grad school to getting my PhD in physiology. Right, right, right. That's yeah. pretty wow. awesome. Yeah. So marine biology hit you all the way up at Mississippi State. It did. With it did. not a drop of water None. around Starkville. <laughs> no, not a one. And I tell you, if I can do it, any kid in Mississippi can do it. Right. Okay? I promise. Right, right, I, it's, right. you, it's something that I had to leave home, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. It was a very, that was probably the where hardest thing. First place I went was Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. of course, where all of the big theme parks and the Sea Worlds and all that. So I worked at Disney uh, yeah. with their dolphins and some of their animals. And then um, before going to grad school uh, to, to specialize in physiology. Because fun fact about dolphins, they're really cool, they're beautiful, everyone loves them. I think, you know, they're just something special about them. But mm-hmm. physiologically, that's a big, big fancy word, but they're, <laughs> think about a dolphin in the water, 360 degree world, salt water. They're a desert species. Yeah. Mm. Their freshwater source is from the food that they eat. Mm. They don't, they, but they are mammals. They have to have fresh water. Right. And so just to me, the whole concept of such a foreign and really cool physiology is what drew, drew me to dolphins. Wow. Right, right, right. Wow. When it comes down to what you do here on Ship Island Excursions, how long have you been with them? And talk about the tour that you give. Yeah, so... I spent uh, one whole season, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, where I came out with them every week and just gave just sort of an eco tour, talking about the sound, talking about the animals that live here. And I had interns that were taking photographs of the dolphins so that we could categorize them and get to know them. Uh, And so that ended up leading me to doing a lot more work out here in the sound. And now I am building a One Health program for Mississippi State University. And One Health simply means if your wildlife and your animals are healthy, then humans are healthy. Yeah, that's right. And so I'm using the dolphin as a model, the dolphin being the mammal that's living out here eating the same foods that we do. If they're healthy, then we know that we're doing pretty good as a human. Mm -hmm. If they're starting to struggle, we need to understand why so that we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love connecting, and it does seem to work well. People love dolphins, so connecting that to human health is really, really cool. Look, the, the crazy part is I feel like dolphins are so human-like and that's why humans love dolphins so much you can kind of like feel their heart just by looking at them that's what i was going to ask you what, <laughs> is, what is their character like yes. you know, their, their yeah. personalities in general yeah so dolphins are are characters there's no doubt they can be trouble troublemakers they can they're almost because they don't really have a predator aside from pollution or you know unfortunate uh you know human activities yeah they can be a bit of bullies, and really? so they, they know they're in charge out mm-hmm. here. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's challenging a dolphin in the sound. Mm-hmm. And so they love to, to play around with stingrays or play around with fish, and they love to be they, – they eat enough so that they can have playtime. Wow. And that's something that really means that you are really good at getting that food. And so they maximize that food, and then they can play. 
Now, Dr. Morocco, talk about the communication that the Dolphins have. Sure. Uh, is it the echolocation? Am I saying yeah, that correct? You are correct, yes. So dolphins have the ability to use echolocation, which is like sonar, just like a bat, but underwater. And they can send out that beam of sound that bounces off of whatever object they're aiming at, and they can essentially see with sound. And that allows them in this murky water, which everyone assumes means it's dirty. It's not. It's murky. I, I get that. Know, you know how. I get that. Everybody's like, but it's brown. It's brown. Listen to the doctor. Quick side note. Brown, because we have multiple rivers that influence the sound, which dumps tons of great nutrients that makes it wonderful for seafood and dolphins. But the dolphins here have no problem because they can navigate through that murky water with that echolocation. And they have a lot of whistles and clicks that they use to communicate as well. So it, do they do they actually have a like a language? With so the clicks? they have a I, I don't like to call it a language, but they do have a, a specific whistle that is individual to each dolphin. And a mother start I, one of my research projects I'm really proud of is that I, I learned that mother dolphins start to say their name before their baby is born. So essentially they start talking to their unborn baby. So the minute the baby is born, that baby knows that's my mom. That's my mom. So mom can call baby. Baby knows to come to mom. And so uh, those those calls are really important for contact and for understanding. Baby shark like went viral. It should have been baby dolphin. Baby dolphin. I'm coming out with a new song. Don't y'all take that. That's all me right there. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Do it. It's really, really cool. And then one other. I have to tell this story before we run out of time because this is the coolest thing I think I've ever, I've learned. So dolphins in Mississippi, there's a hardhead catfish that live out here. And and a lot of people that that live on the coast know the hardhead catfish. They don't think it's good for much. It's got these super sharp spines. It's venomous. It's mm. they have a really nasty uh, skin mucus. Anyway, venomous. Catfish? Venomous. They actually have a venomous spine. They have wow. all of these very vicious spines. So right, dolphins. Oh, there's a lot of them. The dolphins in Mississippi know how to kill and eat catfish. Yeah. In Florida, dolphins wash ashore dead with catfish spines because they don't know how to eat them. The dolphins in Mississippi have generationally taught each other, and they're the only dolphins in the in the U.S. that know how to do this. They take the catfish, they whack its head off, and they can eat it without dying. Wow. If you ever walk in on the beach and you see a random catfish skull, which you usually do, look carefully and you'll probably see that the vertebras twist, and that's from a dolphin. That is so cool. (laughs) That is so cool. That's my favorite. I just think it's so cool. Okay, so I'm amazed, but you know the recent story with, I don't know if it's just dolphins, but is it like killer whales and stuff like that are now talking to each other supposedly and and like damaging boats? Yes. So killer whales. All over the world, though. Damaging boats how? They just know how. They're learning um, I guess innately how to damage boats so that the boats won't hurt them. Like they're coming after them like a mob. Speak on that. Okay. <laughs> so killer Before I go on this cruise yeah. and everything. <laughs> killer whales are uh, actually related to dolphins. They're just a big black and white dolphin. But killer whales are they're known for killer whales for a reason. Mm. They are like wolves of the sea. They really? legitimately they communicate. They work together as a pack. But Unlike, they're so cute. They are so uh, cute. Okay, but don't, don't get close, Kamal. So <laughs> when it's possible that one killer whale was injured by a boat, 
that killer whale does yeah. not forget that. He oh. told and it's like, wait a minute. Boom. And if it was especially in the killer whale world, moms mean everything. <laughs> so moms, especially the older grandmas, they are ruling the roost. So if it was one of them that was injured and their young saw them attacking a boat, that's going to be like, okay, we do that. Mom told me to do that. I'm going to go do that too, even if they don't fully understand why. Yeah. But it's so. Fa- do you it's think that's that's a possibility? That's I what they're doing. Okay. I do think it's a possibility. I think sometimes we put a little of too much human, especially the news. Sometimes yeah. on yeah, other yeah, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. killer whales get a lot of emotion, but they are very intelligent and they are working together and they are teaching their young, just like our dolphins. So it's not out of the question. If right. you make a killer whale mad. You're probably going to end up paying the price. Uh, uh, wow. hence, hence the name. I mean, why yeah. would you think he would be, he'd name himself Killer? Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if, I don't think he America, named he himself, named himself killer. killer, Java. But he accepted it, though. I don't right. think he, he accepted it. They're wow. good at it. They're really, really good predators. They're awesome, Doc. Look, Dr. Morocco, you know so much. If we wanted to know more about marine biology, dolphins, killer whales, what you do, where can we go to find more info? That's a great question. So I am building a brand new website with Mississippi State. Mm. It's not quite up and running yet, but I'm I am a, I'm all over social media. So Holly Morocco, uh, if you have the spelling, um, you can. I'm not hard to find, and I'm sharing information all the time. Um, it's just science communication is my passion. Mississippi is my passion, and so I'm always out there promoting and, and learning and teaching others. Like Java said, what an exotic name with an <laughs> exotic uh, uh, profession. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Morocco. Dr. Morocco. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Well, but, Doc, yeah. thank you so You're much welcome. for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. We've yes. had a great time with thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. In with us right now, we've got Captain Russ of Ship Island Excursions. Captain Russ, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. We are so happy to have you join us today. And us join you, basically, on on the boat that on you help sail. <laughs> That's right. Uh, look, guys, we're glad to have you. I mean, it's a beautiful afternoon. It's a little overcast, but, I mean, it's nice and cool. And on the uh, upside, we're seeing dolphins and pelicans, so it's a beautiful right, day. Right, Captain. I just want to first ask you. How do you deal with the seasickness? Because now I have been given ginger candy, I'm drinking water, and I'm trying to ride it out like I've been told from Kamel. And ginger candy is, is really nasty, so for her to eat that. So a couple, of, a couple of things. The first thing you want to do anytime you're on a boat is stay on the outside and yeah. closer to the back of the boat. Yeah. Because as the boat is uh, bouncing up and down, the, the heaviest spot or the lowest spot in the water is the stern. And when you're sitting inside, you can look on the horizon and you see the movement the whole time. So that kind of makes you a little bit seasicker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. The maybe pickle juice and some of the things that you take, but if you move to the back of the boat and get outside, let the air blow in your face. That usually helps. And right I think now, your if, concessions are selling pickles. Right. And right, right now, if I stay focused on just you and nothing else, I'm doing pretty good. There you go. Uh, thank you, Captain. Listen, I want to know how long have you been a captain? How long have you just been into sailing in general? So my story started when I was 19 years old. I used to work on a little charter boat here out of Gulfport, and I ended up getting my captain's license and owned that boat for a little while. Uh, when I went off to school, uh, I would come home in the summers, and I started working for Ship Island at that time as a deckhand. Yeah. So I've had my license since then. Uh, I think back in '99, I used to run one of the old wooden boats for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I've just I've done several things for the or for Ship Island, 
And uh, so one of the things I do is is I drive the dolphin trips. Wow. That's awesome. Captain, That's awesome. i got to ask. I mean, water is so beautiful but also so dangerous. Do you find yourself, even being a veteran in your profession, still learning things all the time and learning things about your, your area? Absolutely. I think anytime you're on the water, especially for me, I mean, I've been on there a long time. I always respect it. Mm. You know, on any given day, something can happen. You're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. So it, I think it's a respect for the water and knowing that, I mean, it is a beautiful thing. Thing and it's fun to be here, but as long as you have respect for it, it can be safe. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more, one, about Ship Island Excursions, but two, this is my second trip on the boat, so I am in love with the boat, even though right now my, my seasickness is getting the best of me. Is this but, happened the first time? Uh, the first time? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. I think the water wasn't as choppy when we actually sailed out to Ship Island, and we, we docked off there. Um, but, yeah, I want to talk about that because I am just in love with Ship Island. When I got out there and I saw the clear water and then I saw the fort, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is Mississippi at its best when you come right there. I love it. Absolutely. It's one of the best-kept secrets, especially from the coastline when you're looking at the water and the beautiful beaches we have. Uh, and you think, wow, how could it get better? And you get to Ship Island, you see the clear water, and you're like, that's like a 50-minute boat ride, and you're there. Mm-hmm. And it's secluded. So, I mean, it's just an awesome place to go. Right. Tell our audience a little bit about the history of Ship Island excursions. So, Ship Island, uh, you know, the Scrimetta family started this business in 1926. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, they used to take charge people 25 cents and take them to the island. And they would take boatloads of people to the island because it was just a great place, mm-hmm. great place in the summer for people to go and visit, uh, get into some of the uh, clear Gulf water or green Gulf water that's offered right here in Mississippi. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That many years. That many years. That is so awesome. It's literally an attraction that you have to go to when you come to the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's one of our top attractions in the state of Mississippi and definitely on the Gulf Gulf Coast. I did want to know how many people do you think that you take yearly to Ship so, Island? I would say on a on a good summer, we take about 55,000 people to the island. Wow. Um, back in the day, probably our largest number was maybe pre-Katrina. And I think one summer we took close to 70,000 people. 70,000 people. Yes. I, I want to say we had three boats running. And look, on a, on a good Saturday, we would take 1,200 people to the island. God. Right. How right. does the island handle that? I mean, how do you book it out? How, how do you handle spending a day out there? Well, it's, it's funny you talk about that. Our booking system's come a long way to where you just used to have to show up and buy tickets. Now it's all done online. Yeah. yeah. So we have an online service. You can get in there and you book your tickets. We have a good idea of who's coming to the island. So that helps us in uh, trying to schedule employees uh, and get everything set up. And then once you get to the island, you know, there's plenty of space for people to spread out and enjoy the island. Yeah. Right. It, it's a primitive beach. Uh, we do have a concession stand on the island. There's a, a, a old Civil War fort that you can go through and tour. Uh, we partner with the Park Service who offers the amenities on the island, which is going to be uh, restrooms. There are some showers, and there's some pavilions as well. And then, of course, on the uh, south beach, we rent uh, some umbrellas and chairs as well. Mm -hmm. Can you get left on the island? You can. (laughs) You You can definitely get left on the island and have to rough it out until the next day. (laughs) 
That's what like I want to know. That would, that would be me in Why the bathroom. Why are you acting like it's Survivor? You know, after some bad nachos, I just missed the boat and got to rough it out beach. the next it's day. It's not Survivor. So you can absolutely get left on the island if you're not paying attention to time. And, okay, and some well, people probably don't realize, like, when we're sitting there going, telling them, the boat leaves the dock at 2.30 and 5, and uh-huh. we repeat it and repeat it. Uh-huh. You actually have customers that will get off and say, right, what, the boat leaves at 2.30 or 5? Yes, it does. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's your cue to pay attention to the time, uh, get started early to get back to the boat so that you don't get loud. Okay, and when now you, you start get- seeing the other people leave, that should be your cue. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, I'm, I'm, I got five more minutes. No, you don't want to no, be you left. Don't. You're right. <laughs> Captain One, you just opened up a can of worms for me. Now you're going to have to tell me what happens to the people that get left. Survival. So, one, it's rare that someone gets left. Uh, there's usually a lot of private boaters that you can hitch a ride in. Uh, the park service is usually on the island, so they'll give you a ride in as well. Okay. But they may give you a ticket if they have to give you a ride. Yeah. So, it's really yeah. it's really uh, keen to pay attention to time and catch the boat. I'd show up like I'd been lost at sea for two months. <laughs> Clothes all ripped and everything. (laughs) Well, if you're ever left on the island overnight, it would only take once because during the day, the wind and the sun keeps the bugs down into the grass. Oh, God. At night, the bugs come out. Oh, just be blistered by the next morning. You ain't even going to have to try. You're going to look like that. You get your picture taken and put on the inside of the boat. Say it's not enough calamine. Right. (laughs) Captain, I want to talk about the the boat. I want to give them a like on audio tour right so top deck it's a whole seating area up there so i'll tell you let's start uh the dimensions of the boat okay. uh the, the boat is 100 feet long mm. okay so you have the lower deck um on the captain pete you've got the inside cabin uh, as you go towards the stern of the boat there's a, a, ca- a snack bar mm. uh and then you got a rail that you can walk completely around the outside of the boat there's seating all around the outside, yeah. uh, seating on the back of the boat, and then, like you said, the upstairs. There's steps on the front and back of the boat to get upstairs. Uh, it's covered completely to help keep the sun off of you. So it makes for uh, a great day to be able to ride the boat uh, and just see all the activity, watch the water, watch the waves, watch the boaters. So it's a great day or a great uh, vessel to travel on. Right. Now, you know we're here for cruising the coast. I want to know, you know, they're, they're restoring cars, they're maintenancing cars. I want to know about the maintenance and the restoration that it takes to maintain Ship Island excursion boats. Oh, that's a great question. So the maintenance on a boat is ongoing. Uh, mm. We are constantly painting the boats on the outside to make them look good for when you come and you see the boat. Uh, but as far as the, you know, you've got two big diesel engines on here, and they, they take constant maintenance. We have an engineer that's on the boat with us today, uh, so he can run down if we have any type of alarms that go off. He'll go down and do a tour of the engine room just to make sure, hey, we're not taking on any water. He'll check the temperatures of the engines. But like you said, the maintenance of an old vehicle, the same thing as a boat. Uh, just constant maintenance, checking temperatures. Uh, checking the oil levels, checking fluid levels, and then also making sure we do that routine maintenance of changing those fluids as well. Ooh, right. Thank you, Captain. You brought the engineer on with us today. Absolutely. The extra insurance and That's plan. what he did. That's what I'm talking about. I want to make it home. Well, I'd like to say that was special for you, but we do that it every was. day. Oh, <laughs> Captain, you could have just let was, me believe It was that. just for Kamel. It was That's just right. for That's Kamel. Right. Just for you. Well, Captain, I thank you so much for joining us today on Next Top Mississippi. If Anybody wanted to know more about Ship Island excursions, where can they go? 
Uh, that's that's an easy question. We have a website, msshipisland.com, but if you put Ship Island or Ship Ship Island Excursions, you can find tons of information about the island. We've got a web page that people post pictures to on when they come out and have a good time. We, we post pictures there to show you what's going on, and msshipisland.com is the easy place to get all the information you want. Get tickets, ticket prices, one-stop location. And right. Captain, thank you for what you do from Visit Mississippi, the tourism agency for the state, because you help keep tourism so alive in this company, you know, for the coast of Mississippi, which is such a jewel as far as tourism for the state. So this is an added part that keeps people coming back. Well, we appreciate what you you guys do as well. Yeah. So. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm in with my favorite traveling partners, Kamel King and Java Chapman. And we're back at the 27th annual Cruising the Coast at Cruising Central in Gulfport, Mississippi. One applause to Craig. 10,000 registrants have registered their vehicles here at Cruising the Coast, and I couldn't be more proud of you, Craig. Congratulations. Damn it, Craig! Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but look, it's not just Craig. There's only four of us that work in the Cruising the Coast office. This is kind of my job. Yeah. You know, but everywhere you see people with a yellow shirt on, if you're down here for cruising, that's a volunteer. Right. And there are over 650, 700 volunteers that make this happen. So it right. ain't Craig. It's all of them volunteers and everybody else. Volunteers, volunteers, baby. Yeah, y'all. I am just so excited that y'all have hit y'all's mark and that you, you have something to celebrate. How do you feel, Craig, on, on coming on the way in the final day? You, you know, it, it's kind of mixed. It's it, it's so exciting and you get that, that sense of accomplishment and it's so great. But I got to tell you the truth, it scares the heck out of me, too. I bet. You know? I bet. You know? But you, you think 10,000 people, a uh, car, that's vehicles. That's vehicles. And you got, a, you know, two, three people per vehicle. And like, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. that's you know, awesome, Craig. Cru- cruising the coast is doing its job. That's you know? awesome. So, Craig, what does next year look like now that you've hit that 10,000 mark? Like I said, pretty darn scary. I, you bet. Know? I bet. Pretty darn scary. <laughs> you know? After we unpack all the boxes and, and settle all accounts, as they say, uh, we will sit back as a staff and we'll analyze what happened this year. We'll look at pre-registration. We're registering people here at Centennial Plaza, right. Cruise Central, for next year. Okay. And I've already got over 500 people registered for next year. That's that is crazy. crazy. You know, 24 hours into early registration, I've got 500-something people That's registered crazy. already. That's nuts, you know, man. so we'll we'll take a look at it. Take like I said, look at all all our accounts and everything else. And cruising the coast is governed by a board of directors, and then we'll make recommendations to our board of directors, and we'll discuss where we're heading next year. Okay, Craig, I want you to know, like we were talking off air uh, at Visit Mississippi, we talk cruising the coast all the time. I mean, we know uh, at the office in Jackson just how much economic impact you guys bring, how many tourists you bring, how well it's ran and how smooth it's ran. What's the magic? I mean, because this is one of the biggest tourism events in the state of all time. What kind of oil are you using to keep it oiled up? Basically, you what you say? <laughs> slippery oil. Real slippery oil. You know, a key piece to the puzzle is having good sponsors and good partners like Visit Mississippi, um, who provide financial sponsorship, of course, but so much other sponsorship and guidance to us. 
uh, when we're doing marketing plans and when we're reaching out to people and stuff like that. Um, but I will tell you, you know, people compliment us on our organization and we're proud of that. We pat ourselves on the back every day for our organization and stuff, but it's hospitality. Yes. Uh, That's right. Yes. the, The one thing we hear over and over consistently, and I've been doing this for 14 years consistently is the hospitality Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. of coastal Mississippi, South Mississippi, the whole state of Mississippi, because we've got people registered from 45 states. You other five states need to get on the ball, by the way. Come on now. Come on now, Utah. <laughs> All right. Oregon, get here. Oregon, get here. I think we got Oregon. You got Oregon? Hawaii. Yeah, Oregon. Craig is in Hawaii? Uh, not this year. We have had people from Hawaii. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's a long trip. But okay. we've got Germany. We've got Canada. You know, we've got a car here or registered from England, you know, but everybody comments on the hospitality. Yes. How polite the people are down here. How easily and readily available we are to help, yeah. to provide assistance, you know, whatever. Um, it, it's my joke amongst my volunteers. And I tell them we're known for that hospitality. I said, but if people ask you where to get a good shrimp po' boy here on the coast, mm-hmm. tell them what's your favorite. That's right. Tell them your That's favorite, right. you know. Or, or when they're driving through the state, coming right. down, where, where's a good place to stop? You know, uh, wh- where should I look to see something in Meridian? Yeah. You know, where can I pick up information about the state in one of them state welcome centers? There you go. You know, around the state. Hey, Marlon. You know, <laughs> and, and wh- where can we find out information about, uh, you know, other attractions, Vicksburg and Jackson? Yeah. Where? How do we get that information? You know? And, and they just, I don't know what, what else they get in other car shows and other places, but man, let me tell you, they love our helpfulness here. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Talk about the, the, the final days and what everybody can look forward to. Well, you know, actually we're in the middle of the real meat and potatoes part of cruising the coast. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. And, and Friday is huge in the evening time for yep. cruising the coast. Um, you know, we've got, Counting Cruise Central here, yep. Centennial, we've got seven different locations yep. open. Yeah, I told them. Uh, with live music, with souvenirs, with food and beverages, and them shrimp pole boys, you yeah, know, right, and right. Mississippi Gulf Fresh Seafood all over the place. Um, so they can go almost anywhere in this 60-mile stretch from state line to state line, uh-huh. three counties, 12 municipalities, and they, they can see – cars and trucks galore you know right we, we've got a very rare treat here with us today at centennial we got the oscar meyer wiener mobile yeah i told him Craig. I mean, where are you gonna where are you gonna get that you gonna get that you know yeah. we, we've got you great people from mpb here we've got some of our great sponsors and stuff but saturday is going to be fantastic or friday's fantastic friday night in past christian and in ocean springs there are other events that those cities are kind of stretching the day. Yeah, yeah. So we've got an event called Passive in the Night and Pass Christian. Yeah. More live music, yeah. more mm. entertainment. Ocean Springs block party tonight. Mm. Chicks picks and all out in Ocean yeah, Springs. Yeah. Another big block party that the city is throwing as a continuance of cruising the coast. Right. That's awesome. That is awesome. And all the way through Sunday, where it culminates here at Cruise Center. Right. You know, Saturday's going to be much the same stuff. All these seven locations, cars going from place to place, getting their cards stamped, 
having a good time, you know, sitting at Beach Park, Pascagoulas, one of the most beautiful sites oh, right. you're going to see on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Right, right. Absolutely is. And then Sunday, everything comes back to Cruise Central. Uh, we're not we're not a judge show, yeah. But we do have some awards. Some of them are kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, I told them a little bit about and, those and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we hand out cash prizes. That's awesome. We'll yeah, have, twenty thousand dollars worth of. Yeah, plenty of them. Right, right, uh, right. The people who go to all the sites or people who are registered early. You know, we'll start off the morning with a non-denominational church service. Uh, we'll give out those cash prizes. We'll give away our Make-A-Wish raffle car right. for oh, nice. this year. You know, 1937 Ford uh, wow. Street Rod. And then we'll unveil next year's car, which I won't tell you about. Um, that kind of thing. But we'll right. all be here on Sunday right. getting that done. And we'll we'll pack up our transport trucks, head back to the office. Right. Give them the <laughs> website, Craig, before we get out of here. www.cruisingthecoast.com. We got a Facebook page as well. Y'all make sure y'all go yes. out there. We have had ourselves a time here yeah. at the 27th annual Cruising the Coast festivities. 10,000 registered vehicles, people everywhere. It was a great time. Hospitality. Kamel, did you have a good time? That's an understatement. Java had a great time. I know that much. Yes. And we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for riding shotgun and thank today's guests, Cruising Craig, Daryl Parker, Dr. Morocco, and Captain Russ for joining us. To find out more information about these and other events, around the state visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org and click the community tab to share an event upload it to the calendar or shoot us an email events at mpbonline.org next stop mississippi is a production of mpb think radio for kamel king and java chapman i'm jermaine flood stay tuned for southern remedy for women and join us next friday at 10 a.m for another great trip here on next stop mississippi This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.